Welcome back to Going Long on First. No, that's uh that's the price is right, Seth. That's the line is right, Owen. It, you're right. Uh it's the uh I don't even know how that one goes. Recap. Oh, I think it was Chris Berman. Chris Berman is you could just sing like a Christmas song or something. Oh, I could. That was our debate, everybody. Pre-pod debate this week was uh, top Christmas songs and found out that Jeremy hates Christmas. So if anybody is the Scrooge this year. I'm an extremist. See, my, my kid's even mad about it. I'm an extremist. We don't celebrate Christmas around these parts, Seth. Uh, we don't buy presents. We don't put up trees. There's just one up in my house right now. Candles. The whole nine yards here, you know, but I hate this stuff. No, I hate I hate Christmas music because I've worked in retail for way too long. Listen, I, it sounds eerily similar to the plot of The Grinch Stole Christmas, but, you know, I'm. it is, this you is know, the, live your life. This is the start of it, Owen. This is and how then, it uh, So Jeremy's heart grows, what, ten times? Or whatever Three times it is. too small. Three times too small, but it grows. Not smaller, larger. I don't expect that. I think that's that. like a well, serious health condition when that happens. Yeah, maybe I should be seen for that. <laughs> Anyways, we're not here to debate Christmas songs, even though I'd, I'd be okay with that. Um, Christmas? Merry Chrysler? That's it. That's it. Happy Christmas. Don't forget about Hanukkah. But we got football to talk about. And uh, once again, Owen... As I said a few weeks ago, and then we lost steam. It is Victory Monday once again, and what a sweet victory it was yesterday. Packers are now the... The Eagles put up 34 points on the Tennessee Titans. You know, we've had Victory victory Mondays and Tuesdays and Fridays this year. Um, we've only not had one victory, you know, day afterwards, Seth. But, uh, no, it's been... It's been a fun one this year. 11 and 1 never looks so nice. You know what the best thing about 11 and 1 is, boys? The chance to go 12 and 1. Well, um, 11 and 2. Know, no, that ain't going to happen. But no, uh yeah, so Victory Monday. It's it's a good one, Seth. You you're right on the you're right on the ball there. You're right. Uh wrong team though, Jeremy. Nice try. I'm talking about the winningest football team in NFL history. Don't know if the in the Eagles, league right now. If the winningest Eagles football team in the league right now. Oh, can say that. I don't know if the Eagles can say that. Why not? Uh, tell because me they don't have the Eagles. 787 wins. Seth, we can say that about this season, 2022, the season at hand that matters most. Yeah, it's not over yet. It's Mickey Mouse season. <laughs> can you mathematically even catch... 11 wins this year. The Packers? Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? All Thank it takes all. all it takes is one. Actually, you, could, you know, playoffs because that'll That's happen. True. The 11th win will be in the link in divisional Whoa. weekend. <laughs> you guys got to make it to the second round for that. And I don't know if you guys are making it to the wild card. Got to make it to the first round. If they make it to the second round, it will be at the link. That's just it how will it will be. Will. It would be at the link. And right now, the way it looks... There will be four NFC East teams playing in the playoffs, the way it looks nah. right now. As of right now, 
That's not how it'll end because they're going to beat up on each other over these last five, six weeks. But right now, yes. Yeah. They're just going to continuously tie, apparently, because doesn't Washington and and New York play each other twice in three weeks? Yeah, they not this upcoming week, but the week after. Yes, correct. They they tied this week. Washington's got to buy. They play again. Yeah. Ugly. Whoever made that schedule. Uh, I'm going to be an Eagles and Cowboys fan for the last five weeks of the season. Uh, Hopefully, beat beat the hell out of them. Correct. Yeah. Anyways, let's jump into this fastest 60 minutes in sports. In the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, actually three hours south, <laughs> about just about in uh, the oldest, crappiest stadium in the NFL currently, Seth, he's done it again. How do you feel? I still own you. He did do the. He was getting called out for like the Nazi salute. Did you see that? Um, we are was, commanders. It was an <laughs> it was an unfortunate uh, picture, when in fact he was really just a waving. meme, as they call it. It was it was a prolonged wave. Um, he was really soaking it in. He really, you know, it was the first time he hadn't really talked about retirement much this year, and uh, it was the first time he's like, I don't know, I don't know if I'll be back. So I had to I had to soak it in and really give him. He said that last year, Owen. I think we all know he will be back. Right. I'd, pu- I'd, yes. put, I'd put money on that one. I'd put $58 million on that. You, oh, of your own you, money since you're an owner of the Packers? Yeah, Correct. actually, as an owner of the Packers, Seth already put $58 million down on that. Which we I will put be my vote in. What the podcast listeners don't know is Seth shows up to each podcast in a Lamborghini. <laughs> it's yellow. Yeah. It's yellow and green. It is. Yellow outside, green interior. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I think he'll be back. So, but let's jump into this game. Packers Bears. Obviously, Packers win twenty eight nineteen. Continue their dominance over the Chicago Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. Christian Who Watson, the second second most winning winningest team all time. Yes, that's right. You heard that. Everybody. Only a game second. Second. They call that the first loser. That might change soon. One of if those he ain't might first, take over the lead. Jeremy, if you ain't first, you're last. That's why I say about this NFL season, Seth. If you ain't 11 and 1, you're last. <laughs> All right. Heard it here first. <laughs> Christian Watson continues his. Offensive Rookie of the Year showcase. And he's 100% should be in that discussion at this point. Uh, He's got like, he's third in touchdowns now, I think, or something like that. That's what we took away from this game. Aaron Jones wasn't a huge factor. A.J. Dillon was, of course, because Jones had some nagging injuries. So he was in and out for a lot of the game. Rodgers looked good. Didn't look great, but he didn't have to do much because of Dylan Watson, you know, making big plays. Defense, 
very so-so game, I'd say, just to kind of jump right in. Had some big moments, some big turnovers that really helped, but also some very bad moments, just some fields running all over him, like he's done most of the year. But they kept him pretty contained in the second half. I'm really curious on why they stopped running. Maybe it was scheme-wise. Packers just really schemed that up. Maybe learned from Hertz running all over him last week. Um, but Fields only ran for 60, 70 yards, something like that. Wasn't huge numbers for like 50 on the one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't much by uh Fields. I'm gonna pull it up right now. He had 70, 70 on the ground, 55 on that one play. So, yeah, not much by him who has been uh, running all over, but threw a lot. Also threw a couple picks. Thank you, Jair. And Kayshawn Nixon. Kayshawn? 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 How are Keyshawn. you saying? Kayshawn. Like Kayshawn Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. I felt – I'm feeling better and better about this offense, Owen, every week, especially with Watson in there getting more and more work. Really liking that. Lazard – Honestly, Lazard becoming that number two piece again, that safety valve for Rodgers when he needs it. Watson becoming the big play guy that we need. And then he sprinkles some Jones in there and some A.J. Dillon. Cobb was targeted a few times, didn't get any catches. Big dog, the big dog gets his day. Kind of. A two point yeah, I was gonna, okay, I was going to say, like real dominant offensive showing out of the big dog. You know what? At 39 years old, what do you expect? He had some big blocks, though. I don't know if you saw it. They replayed a couple times him smashing up some uh, some ends there. That's kind of what he does. Uh, but, yeah, I overall felt good. Defense, obviously, like I said, I felt much better about in the second half. Uh, I like the I like Nixon out there. He runs around pretty quick. Rudy Ford, I don't know. Was he out there much, Rudy Ford? Yeah, yeah I think he was out there the whole game. And I think Campbell, um, Campbell made a difference as well. Huge, big time. So, overall, felt better. Of course, beating the Bears is always number one priority, as it should be, and we did it once again. One of the most impressive stats I've seen in a football game: zero sacks the entire game, not one sack on not either one. side. Either side. Yeah, I think Rodgers did mention that he got hit once, and that was about it. Otherwise, he was pretty clean. And then, you, of course, you, you knew Fields was going to do his enough escaping. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. But still, um, couldn't believe it, but you got to. And obviously, you talk about Christian Watson, Aaron Jones – it was confusing how much he was out because they didn't really talk about the injury much. He was just standing there with his coat on, and they're just like, yeah, I don't know. He can still come in and play. He's not uh, ruled out. But then they just kept running Dylan, kept running Dylan. It worked out. It was fine, you know, overall in the end. But there's still some of those plays, it just you just felt like they could really break it open with Jones. Um, looks like we'll be okay, though. It was probably A.J. Dillon's best game. Of the year, it's December, and you know what that means, Owen. I guess that's true, and it's the, the most AJ Dillon show, obviously. 
Yeah, Jones, I think they were just keeping it safe with him. I mean, you know, he had some carries. He did get some work, but they were effective with Dylan. So they're probably like, why put Jones in when Dylan's working? Also, it's probably the safest the team has ever felt down 19 to 10. They're probably there's probably zero doubt that Rogers was going to come back and finish the job here. Correct. And that he did, sir. That he did. All right, Jeremy, father of the year, soon to be two. Deuce with a one here on the weekends. Um, back to back father of the year, everybody. I'm looking for a three-peat. That's all I know. Um, I'm going to give my Bears take because uh, we, well. we all know I'm a Justin Fields believer and the truth on David Montgomery. No, the so, untruth. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, pal. So, I'm trying to find the first Justin Fields pick. I know the last one to close the game is not on him. The receiver got too deep in the curl route. It should have right. been a lot shorter. He was probably you're, five yards too deep. You're thinking one to um, – it was Clay Found Poole, it. Right? Just found it. Uh, it looks the like the one Nixon right picked off? Or no, it's St. Brown. We're talking no, Jairs. Jairs. Oh, Jairs. That was the first one. And, yeah, I mean – EQ. Was he... Jairus the first one? Yes, Jairus was the first one. I thought Jairus was the second one. No, no. Nixon Nixon was the one who, like, with 25 seconds left or whatever, takes it. Jair was the EQ one with, like, four minutes left, and then the Watson play was shortly after the Jair pick. Okay. But yeah, I know the which J- one you're talking about. The Jair one is not on fields. That's for sure. Because the, the curl route was ran way too deep. Um, yep. now, and he was slow was coming saying, out of it too. He was, he was very slow. And, uh, you know, I, funny enough, I follow a lot of bears, Twitter, um, Clay Harbor, who is the tight end for the Eagles also for the bears. Of bachelor long fame, time, huh? long story short. Yeah, actually he was on that. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. How did you know that? That's hilarious. Uh, I was, so long well, story short, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it makes too much sense. So Clay Harbor, he is big time on the Bears, right? He follows Bears. He was uh, like the beat reporter throughout the offseason and everything. And he he posts on Twitter the day after Brushfield. Let's do again. Uh, long story short, he posted on Bears Twitter about how all these Bear fans have been complaining about how they want to see more timing routes, right? More Rather than just Justin Fields kind of making a play and throwing it to a spot, having a timing route where he's got to put it to a spot and the guy's going to get there. Well, on that particular play, the curl route should have been cut probably five yards too short. Not too short, but five yards shorter. And it was not, so it was into a pick. Um, that was the first pick. I guess I, I thought that was the second one, but I could be wrong. The second pick, I assume, I can't find it, but I assume is just trying to make a play at the end of the game. But you, yep. this is what I'll say. Exactly what it was. Right. This is what I'll say about Fields. He looked good. He looked really good. I mean, they had that big, big touchdown uh, – not touchdown. Big throw to Nikhil Harry, the 50-yarder, 49-yarder, on Jair, which was – I mean, Jair got caught up in a, a, a pump and go, basically. Yep. Fields kind of the pumps to it and then just throws it over his head. And, I mean, Nikhil Harry, obviously a first-round receiver, talented guy, so, I mean, you're going to get them type of plays every now and then. Um, Komet's obviously the go-to guy in this offense. Chase Claypool was kind of held in check this game. Razul for Seth, it was funny because, you know, as we were all texting back and forth, Seth is trying to give me Razul, and then I was like, well, why don't you give me Jair too because he's getting toast, and then he gets a pick late in the game. So that was funny. 
Um, no, I will say the Bears' future looks good. I mean, they were they had this game kind of in a stranglehold through three quarters. It felt like it didn't really feel like they were gonna let it go. And then that fourth quarter, I mean, you guys going to Watson in a couple of big spots. I mean, the early one was the touchdown pass reception. And then in the fourth, he gets the touchdown, kind of the reverse end around or whatever. And that guy's just fast. You know what I mean? He's just a really fast dude. I mean, we see that a couple of weeks ago against Philly um, when he just runs around Reed Blankenship, which, I mean, when you got elite speed like that on the corner, on the edge, it's dangerous. You know what I mean? We've seen it with Tyreek Hill yep. for years. Um, yep. The one thing I'll say is this Bears defense, I mean, you just look at these names – on here and it's like no wonder a big back like AJ Dillon is averaging five yards care. You know what I mean? Um now as far as the Bears go, I would say I will say one thing with the Bears defense, Jeremy, real quick just to butt in. Uh they might have found their next great middle linebacker and Jack Sanborn. You know who is a what is he Owen? I think he's uh one of them Wisconsin boys. Yeah, baby. Just like TJ Edwards, the best backer and the best uh, Wisconsin backer in the league. But Sanborn was an animal on Sunday. He was all over the place, as he, he has no, been he most of the was. year. Now, is he um, the classic man? I'm forgetting his name, Alex Singleton, where he runs and tackles, but he's five yards on the field, or is he TJ Edwards, where he's actually making a play on the field? We'll see. It's to be determined. I don't know yet. Um, but long story short, the Bears' defense. I mean. You bring Roquan back, and that's maybe four yards to carry rather than five, just the type of difference he makes, right? But I think as far as the Bears go, you got your pieces on offense, that's for sure. I mean, Owen, help me out with St. Brown's first name because I am going to botch it. Equinemius. There it is. Uh, Cole Komet is a guy that Clay Harbor was big on all offseason, really, really talking him up, and he's he looks the part. I mean, him and Justin Fields are definitely in tandem. Um, Chase Claypool is obviously a big body guy. It's probably going to come into a rhythm there with a quarterback like fields. You want big body dudes. Do you know what I mean, you want to just have a dude that can run around, make plays and then throw it up to dudes. Right. But I would say you got St. Brown. Who's the route runner. You got Nikhil Harry. who might be a big player guy. Uh, Claypool is obviously a big play guy. Pettis definitely serves a role here in the slot. And then, you know, Cole commits the, the go-to the running game. I mean, Montgomery looked pretty solid. Definitely look like a guy that's a dude. Obviously, Herbert helps that as well. But Fields is definitely the guy of the future. I I mean, for young quarterbacks that are not proven yet, he's probably my favorite upcoming prospect that's in the league already. He's going to be real fun to watch. Um, I don't know if I heard you guys at the beginning of the pod, right? Seth, were you betting all of your $58 million on Rodgers to come back next year? Yes. Do you actually want him to come back next year? Yes. When are we going to figure out what love is? Uh, we already have. Gutekind said it himself. What did he say? He said, we don't need to see any more of Jordan Love to no artist. So they asked him about his fifth-year deal, is, is what yep. the question was. And they said, we don't need to see any more of Jordan Love. We know what we have. So by if they give him the fifth-year, it's going to tell you what, they, what they're doing with him. And I think they will. I think they'll give him their fifth-year. You know... I mean, I don't know if we talked about it, so I wasn't on the last pod, but Seth, I don't know if it was you and I before that, but if you guys don't hit on love, I mean, it could be a quirky five to ten years, you know, of like searching for quarterbacks, so hopefully you did hit on love. Um, I, I, but, I, yeah, I do. I believe they're going to give love 
Because the way I've read it, and I've looked into this a little bit, is they can get out of Rogers' deal next year if he retires, and the dead money isn't terrible. After next year, it gets worse and worse and worse, and that gives Love one year to prove if he can be the guy or not because that would be his fifth year. I think if he does, they'd probably give him an extension. If he doesn't, he's probably out the door and they're then fishing. Absolutely. That's, That's how I think the, the next two coming. years go. Yeah. Um, to that point, the Bears got their guy. It's pretty clear. Uh, Fields 100%. is definitely – he's that dude. Um, I said it earlier. He's him. Year, he's, I wouldn't quite say he's him because that guy's in Philly. But he is that dude. Um, <clears throat> what I will say, though, is they remind me a little bit of the Eagles last year at times where it's just like just let them make plays and then run the ball which is kind of what my Eagles did last year with, with Hertz when they was kind of figuring the game out, right? So if he can take a leap next year, like a Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts-looking leap, uh, that could be big for the Bears. And, I mean, you know, you guys got, what, a game up on them in the win column, but if Fields is that dude, I mean, they might be running away with that and getting to 850 before you guys. We'll see. Because that guy's looking I- like a next five- to ten-year thing over there. Speaking of the Eagles, I think maybe it's time we jump to our next game. We spent enough time on these Packers. Any last thoughts, Owen, before we we move on, before we keep her moving? Go, Pack, go. Uh, Speaking of the bye week and stuff, you know, they're going to get pretty healthy moving into this bye week next week. Are you worried about Bakhtiari and his no appendix? His uh, recently removed appendix. Um, Lafleur yeah, said today. Lafleur said today um, that they're not sure the timeline for his return. I I wasn't worried until he said that, and then after he said that, he he's like, actually, I'm being told that it might take some time. So, you know, we'll just see how he how how he comes after the buy. And that was like, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't think of it more than a week, but I, I just. I've yeah. never had appendicitis, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that Isn't goes. that what happened to good old um, Chris Sims? Or is that his kidney? No, that was a spleen. That was a spleen. Oh. Which is which is more of a thing that you need than your appendix. Um, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But um uh, my I'm a little worried about long term with Bakhtiari, which I was little was going into this year. Now even more because he's played half the season. Hasn't played much the last couple of years. And um, that contract is looming large. And Gutekun Steven brought it up too. You know, they said left tackles don't grow on trees, but it will definitely be a discussion this offseason. So yeah, I think they're sure. going to look to uh, move some of that money around. Restructure. There's going to be a lot of restructuring yeah. happening. Bakhtiari, Jair, Kenny Clark, it's all going to happen. 100%. Yeah. Preston Smith, um, probably going to see some veterans cut um, simply out of necessity. Um, luckily yes. they're hitting on some young guys right now can stay true to the, some of those young contracts while they, uh, especially we'll go when they all think in about, one more year, especially when they think about, you know, spending, what was it? 20, about 20 mil on a fifth year for Jordan love. Um, yeah. and you're going to have all that money sunk into quarterbacks, whether it's one or two. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a tough year. On the whole salary cap, but it will. Russ Ball, if there's anyone out there that can do it, it's Russ Ball. Agreed. 
They'll make that money move. All right. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tennessee Titans. Um, what? Uh, I don't even know. I didn't watch. I watched a little bit of the highlights of this game. This game surprised me. I think we we talked a little bit pre-pod. Owen and I took the Titans for the line. Jimmy, of course, took the Eagles, officially or unofficially. Unofficially, um, we're going to give it to them just because it's, you know. The Eagles. Uh, because they didn't was... feel the need to ask me for my bets. But, of course, I don't care if the line was 100. I'm, doing, I'm taking my Eagles. I, um, I'm that ignorant. If, if I – oh If I had asked you – for your picks and you didn't give them back to me, I would have not given you the Eagles pick, but because I didn't, because I was neglected because of my negligence in uh, presenting those picks to you, I will allow you one free pick. Took the he Eagles. He also took the Bucks tonight, correct? Got, got in time I, I to took take the Bucks. the Bucks today. So we do have the Bucks. Of, our juice of last week. Is the Bucks minus three and a half, which isn't looking that great. No, right now. we uh we currently have the Bucks Saints in the background. Thank you, Owen, once again, providing the ever needed entertainment. Uh yes, Saints have a seven three lead after uh Chris Olave drops an easy third down. Would have been a first down catch. That was an easy one, it was almost picked. It went right. I don't know if you saw the replay yet, but it it bounced off his hands. You're, yeah, you're it should yeah. Uh, anyways, back to Eagles-Titans. This game surprised me because I thought the Titans would have maybe been a good uh, test for the Eagles. Um, but Eagles came out and, well, they didn't run the ball that much, and they didn't have to, and that was probably the game plan. Um, but they threw the ball for, what, almost 400 yards, I think? Let me give you a stat real quick, Seth. Let me give you a stat. Let me pull it up. Uh, Let's get my the Eagles. Eagle. The Eagle Expeteer in here. There has only been two times in history that I could find where a team has ran for 360-plus yards one week and then followed it up with 300, we'll call it 80-plus yards passing the next week. It was the Super Bowl winning 1980-something Oakland or Los Angeles Raiders, I think they were then. Um, and then the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. Because you know what, boys? It doesn't matter how we beat you. We're just going to beat you. That's how it works. But here's the deal. Did you guys want to give your takes first? I didn't I didn't have much because, like I said, I didn't watch this game. I saw a little bit of the highlights. I just saw A.J. Brown go crazy on his former team. Like, we all probably thought he was going to. Um, other than that, you know, Titans didn't do much and the Eagles could do whatever they wanted, which kind of goes to show that this Titans team, which I was down on for most of the year, maybe just isn't ready for the big dogs yet. This Titans team is not him. Hmm. Not making your top five this week, Owen? Just makes you think, doesn't it? You know, I will say this. The Titans are legit. They are. They have a good team. They have a good defense. No, you're they trying to make your in. Eagles sound better, and that's not true. You guys sound like ESPN right now, which I don't know if you've seen ESPN's rankings right now, but they're on crack. Number one, Dallas Cowboys. Who has the best shot at making the Super Bowl? 
Dallas Cowboys. You what know why that is? Winning the Super Bowl. The I figured Cowboys. out. I figured out why that is. Um, Ten thousand simulations that are all apparently because because all those all the networks are going to have to be doing their TV rights deals here, and they're going to be speaking directly to Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is going to be headed of those conversations. So no shit. Everybody wants the Cowboys on their networks. Everybody wants to talk about the Cowboys being the best team in the, in the fucking world that that's ever been. Seen. What a joke! What a fucking joke! It's kind of. You know who's number four? You know who's number four on that list? The Philadelphia Eagles, the best team in the NFL, eleven and one. They're number four on that list. That is a joke. ESPN, the worldwide leader in bullshit. <laughs> that's all i gotta say about that anyways come back to the present here's the deal i yeah fat, you know just just wait and see what the rankings end up being the real rankings hey they can take that and stuff it in their ass um yeah the, the pad's never wrong um i will say this the titans are for real the thing about the titans is they're playing in the afc south which obviously benefits them because the rest of the south is not very good um they are also kind of beat up, but they've been playing good defense regardless up until this week. Um, it takes me back to similar things I said on the pod, Seth, last time you and I talked. It's not too often that you run into a team like the Eagles that can do so many things with their offense and defensive line. I mean, as you watch this game, so I'll start just with the offense. They, like, didn't even really get after Jalen. It ended up with two sacks or five yards. I will say both of them kind of came on blitzing scenarios. Guys like Jeffrey Simmons, um, who's the other big one in the middle? I don't. I, I I can't think of the names. Jeffrey Simmons is the guy that comes to my mind right away. But these guys were like uh, uh, Autry. I think is the other one. Gino there Autry. Yep. There you go. Help. There you go. Autry was the one. He comes. He engages Landon Dickerson. Jason Kelsey comes, hits him. Literally throws this 300-pound body. I saw the replay of that one. I saw the highlight. And Malalata, who just kind of, like, takes it, absorbs it, put him on the ground. And I'm just sitting there watching that. And, I mean, Baldinger's doing crazy. It's every week with the Eagles offensive line. It's just rare, no matter who your defense is. I, I mean, I'd put the Eagles offensive against literally any defensive league. I don't care. It's rare that you run into an offensive lineman that can beat you in so many different ways. We can pull tackles. We can pull guards. We can pull centers. Like, we're just the best at that right now. There's just – nobody's on par with it. Which leads to Jalen Hurts, 380 yards, three touchdowns, no blemishes. Which leads to – Miles Sanders didn't have a big game yardage-wise, but he still got the touchdown. But all of his yardage – I mean, he was only averaging two, two and a half yards a carry. Scott was only averaging two. Kenny Gamewell had a big carry for 13 yards, but the rest of them were like a yard each. And then Jalen had the big – the big touchdown run that came later in the game or not later in the game in the second quarter, which long story short, it's just, they got the tough yards when they needed it, you know, third, third and short, second and short, whatever it may be. But the thing about it is, I mean, when you got AJ Brown, did you guys see AJ Brown's first touchdown? There's nobody within 20 yards. Oh yeah. That was the one. Yeah. I saw the one where he was like pretty much cradled over the guy. Guy was right on him, and he kind of, like, comes back. That's his second. That's the yeah, second, second touchdown. His first one, he runs a – it's kind of like a an up, an out and up. And as he goes to run the out, I think it was Christian Fulton on him. Just runs right into him. Here's the deal. A.J. Brown's a big guy, right? He's at least 230. 
runs into him in the, the part of his route. He gets flagged. He goes on the ground. AJ keeps his footing. There's no one. I mean, there's no one within at least 20 yards. Catches the easy touchdown to go in. That was our second touchdown of the game. Devonta's first one comes. He's just routed a guy up and then runs into the end zone. And then Hertz runs in the third one. And then the fourth well, the fourth touchdown is the one that you're talking about, Seth, where Hertz kind of throws it up to a spot and he, he gets it. The best part about that touchdown is there was a touchdown thrown on the play before that that got flagged and brought back. Similar thing to the other side of the end zone to AJ as well. So it's just when we're not running on for 360 yards on you, we're throwing for 380 right? It's just this offense is kind of turning into a juggernaut. Just to be complete, the offensive line is so good. It all starts with the offensive line, but Jalen's just orchestrating it at such a high level right now. And it's like three touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. He's taken the lead. And it's hard to me, first of all, ESPN not giving us any love. Fuck them, I don't care. But it's hard to, like, not give Jalen love in the MVP consideration because of this point. Without Jalen, we don't have three of those four touchdowns. For sure, we don't. I mean, the touchdown run, that's one maybe three or four quarterbacks that start in the league can do. And then the passes, I mean, they're on pinpoint accuracy, right? But he had a big throw to Quez. Quez actually left the game injured. But, I mean, he had another big throw to Dextel and then Kenny Gainwell. The Kenny Gainwell was like a pat pass. He actually jumped up to get it over the defensive line. I mean, he's just making plays that, like, there's only three guys in the league that make these plays, right? It's like him, uh, Josh Allen, and then Mahomes that make these goofy plays that go for first downs and touchdowns. Like, no one else is doing this right now. But long story short, this game helped improve. I mean, Eagles Twitter was all over this because they were all getting chewed up and spit on all over because of the last two games because we, we got to win a game passing the ball. Well, here you go. Bang. 380 yards, three touchdowns through the air. But that's just the offense. Now, the best part about this is you take it to the defense – and the big worry was after playing you guys and A.J. Dillon having some of these big runs where he's hard to bring down, it was Derrick Henry is, I mean, the all-time guy for that stuff in the NFL, right? I mean, other than, what, Christian Okoye for, like, 13 games until Steve Atwater comes around and it ends his career. But anyways, um, the thing about Henry – had to give you guys a history lesson real quick. I love Atwater. Love anyways. Love Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> Derrick Henry, the thing about it is – a big guy like that is if, if you stop his feet and you stop his momentum, you stop him, right? And that's what we did a really good job at. And, I mean, it, it all starts with the front line or the defense. And, I mean, when you've got a rotation where you're rolling out, I mean, from end to end, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Josh Wett, and then you can flip it on its head and put it – not even not even Jordan Davis, Javon Hargrave. And then you go – and you roll out Hassan Reddick, Linval Joseph, Ndamukong Sue, Milton Williams. That baby's crying. But, I mean, you're just flipping these guys in and out, and that just takes you up to six sacks. I mean, multiple tackles for a lot. I think it was five. We were, we were in the backfield the whole day on Henry. And, uh, I mean, the only time Tannehill actually had any big plays was when he was getting on the move and getting out of the pocket because he's still a pretty athletic guy. But we were in his face the whole day. Um the one touchdown he did throw was to Traylon Burks, which was – it doesn't look like it was like a vicious play. Marcus Epps hits him, and it's kind of like a sandwich. Concoction's out for the rest of the game, right? Um, which actually, funny funny enough, it looked like they tried to get payback on 
AJ Brown later in the game because this is obviously his revenge game right here. Guy alligator rolls with his ankle in like dirty play, real dirty play. But no, um, the Titans I'm not out on. I they'll they'll be in the playoffs. I think they'll probably get a win. The thing about this is, oh yeah, they'll take the division for sure. These are kind of similar coaches where they're players' coaches. I mean, Sirianni is just making his mark right now. This is probably his best win all time for the Eagles so far. And it started off with, I think, nine penalties right off the bat in the first quarter. Like, it was nuts how many penalties we had. And then we we just flipped the momentum and just put on the pedal. And this is the thing where I'll give Sirianni, like, super, super a benefit. Our special teams has been a problem the entire season, right? The entire season. What do you know? We bring up, and I'm blanking on his name right now. I think it's – give me one second here. It's not Katri. Christian Ellis. Bring him up. Comes down on one of the first kickoffs. Boom. Lays the boom. Set the tone for the entire day for the special teams, right? Then we had um, Britton Covey, who's been our kick and punt return guy the whole year. All three of his uh, – all so three of his punt returns were longer than his, his total yardage on the season for punt returns. He goes six six punt returns for 100 yards, averaging just shy of 18 yards. And then we put Boston Scott back at kick returner. It's just a totally different special teams unit now. You know, it's like – now we're not winning just on offense and defense. We're wishing on all three phases of the game. But it's just to see how they have these issues, like, for instance, last year with Gannon, right? It was the pass rush. It was the, the linebackers. To see them stop and fix these things week to week, right, is just huge to me, right? And um, ultimately, I think that's, like, that's coach of the year stuff. Jalen's Jalen's jump that he's made has been, been, been huge. And, uh, no, I mean, ultimately, they've shown it every single game. Like, there's there's a way to beat them. Um, one thing I'll throw in, last little nugget. Um, so, obviously, CJGJ gets hurt in the Packer game, right? Uh, I think it's punctured lung or spleen or whatever it was, something with, something with the ribs. Malcolm Jenkins um, had already been talking. So, Darren Sproles two weeks ago made a comment about how he could make a playoff run for a team if need be, right? after we were having all these special teams woes. And then followed that up with the next week, Malcolm was talking about how he's still in shape. He was talking with one of the beat reporters for the Eagles. And then uh, Gardner Johnson gets hurt. (laughs) And then Malcolm comes back out. Yeah, I got one year left on uh, my rights to the Saints, but if somehow the Saints were to let these rights go, I could be on waivers and get picked up. But trying to talk into existence to come back and play for the Eagles, make a run. And I'm, I'm seeing this, and I'm like, Man, but I, I love to see Malcolm, you know, in 27 for the Eagles again, man, I agree. But, no, nah, I mean, maybe not mess with the cohesiveness because it's it's rolling well right now. And uh, Reed Blanket, so here's – I said that was my last nugget. It's not. La- sorry, last boys. thing, Jeremy, let's wrap it up. This is, this is my last, last nugget. Two guys. Reed Blankenship, okay, after the couple of big plays against the Packers, comes back this week, three big solo tackles, and then a pass defense. Okay. Actually, our secondary was like kind of uncanny for how little they gave up. And then on top of that, you want to know who our leading tackler is for the game, boys? TJ Edwards. They call him Codeen. Nicobe Dean. Oh, yeah. Come it's in. Kobe he played Dean. a quarter. He played the very end of the third and then the fourth. Because there was the, the backups. He come in. So he actually come in for Kazir. Because Kazir White went down with an injury. And then his first three plays. Tackle for a loss, tackle, tackle. Bang, bang, bang. First three plays. 
that guy, him and T. So, Kazir White is only on a one-year deal. T.J. Edwards is at the end of his deal, and obviously, they, so Kazir calls him Codeine. That's his nickname on the team, right? But Nicobe Dean, I mean, he, him and T.J. Edwards, the instincts on these guys are nuts, right? I, like, wet dream scenario going into the next year is you get T.J. Edwards a deal, sign him up, and then you roll with him and Nicobe Dean. Not that I – Kazir has been a fun player to watch, but I mean, that's your two dudes for the future right there. Shit, you bring Kaiser back and you have kind of a three-headed little monster in the linebacker room. I'm I'm on with that one too. But maybe you convert one Dean. of them to safety because Marcus Epps should be in jail for what he did to Oh, Trey come on. That was the <laughs> most egregious helmet to helmet hit of all time, Jeremy. And the only reason my Tennessee Titans didn't come back in this game. Your Tennessee Titans? Because it was no. they just scored a touchdown to make it seven to seven. Traylon Burks. You know, every you know, all the Eagles players were there kneeling around him, faking like they give gave a fuck about himself. So yeah, the Eagles, those dirty goddamn Eagles, they just don't know how to dirty play birds. football. And I'm telling dirty you, Traylon Burke stays in that game, and he proves that the Titans made the right choice with the AJ Brown trade. Oh, and you don't really believe that. So all right. Right. <laughs> so, no, I right. say, I will say, I don't think it was an, a, a dirty hit. It was kind of a – I got it right here. He's leading with the shoulder. That's the thing. It's like – and Epps has never been a dirty player. We got him – so he came over from Minnesota. And I would never have said he was a dirty player. It's just kind of an unfortunate play where he's – Burks is off access there trying to make a yeah, play on the ball. Yeah, just very – And yeah, then you got – sucks. You got Josiah Scott break on his back, and then Epps is trying to take the ball away. You know, he's trying to remove the ball from the play and – Bang bang! Play. It's you don't like seeing it, obviously, but it's not one of those where like, I mean, what's his name for? Yeah, Jeremy. Bangles, you know, bang bang. After. Yeah, right. It, it was a real uh, Vontez perfect moment. Yeah, there we go. Sense. There, it was a no Vontez perfect play. I'll say that. But no, no all right. in all, we we won all three phases of this game. I mean, going three hundred sixty rushing yards to three hundred eighty passing yards is no joke within two two weeks of each other. So obviously, you need to have some dogs up front. So no, it was no. Dogs. And no, I will say this offensive line and uh defensive line, I mean, they're really setting the tone and jailing the way he's orchestrating the, the offense is huge. So no, lock it in. I, I think we got a strong case for an MVP and a strong case for head coach of the year and strong case for playing in the Super Bowl and maybe bring it home on Lombardi boys. All right. I think it's time we <laughs> keep her moving. Enough enough Eagles talk. The 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 gloating is is over. Gloating is over. All right. We're going to go Bengals-Chiefs next. Bengals-Chiefs. And what a game this was. Uh, was This wasn't game. Was this game of the week? It was, was a, This was an CBS, afternoon. Yes. Okay, mean. so it wasn't game of the Okay. But it had Romo and uh, Romo and Nance, so pretty much was uh, the better version. Uh, anyways, I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. Uh, whatever. That's my Tony Romo impression. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Bengals take this 27-24. And what a game this was. I don't know if you guys got to watch this. I got to watch a good chunk of it. Not the entire game, but a good chunk. And uh, it was quite an entertaining game. Um, 
I, I really thought the Chiefs were going to take it in the second half. It kind of felt like they were, especially that third quarter. Uh, but Bengals come storming back in the fourth, a little comeback there, and uh, and take this one. I mean, th- this was a rematch of last year's AFC divisional, no divisional conference. Oh yeah, conference championship. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs Bills was a division. Um, and and you know, the Bengals got them there. Close game, another close one. I hope we get another installment of this series in the playoffs again because this is some entertaining football that they have going right now. What do we think of this game? Obviously, Owen and I took the Chiefs. I mean the bank. No, you took the Bengals. Correct. I, I did, took the I Chiefs. took the Bengals as well. I took the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy was Jeremy's perfect this week. I was. Imaginary yeah. point for Jeremy. Thank you. I'll take it. Where the points don't matter. They truly don't. But still. <laughs> it's a moral integrity. It's an integrity issue. It That's is. All. Yes. Can I give my three hot takes real quick? Yes, three. That's it. One. That's one. The Bengals are catching fire. Late, which matters. I mean, you go into the playoffs. It's exactly hot, how they were last year, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and to see them do it with Samaj P. Ryan at running back, who is no joke. I mean, that guy's a loaded takedown, but without Mixon is big. Um, Chase kind of seemed to pick up right where he left off. Tyler Boyd, Owen, I'm still on one. I'm sorry. Tyler Boyd, let that just egregious one go. Take number two, Bengals defense started showing up late but they showed up when it mattered most. Point number three, I'm not out on the Chiefs, but to see them not be able to come back and close, what was it that year? That Was it the year they won the Super Bowl when they were down 21 points in like every game of the playoffs and they come back and won every single game? They can't do that anymore, I don't think. So in a game like this where they get down 10 to 14 and then it turns into 17 to 10, but then they put up 14 points in the third quarter, but they can't close. They didn't close it, which I don't know who that's really on. I don't know if it's just Bengals winning it. Seth, I agree with how you stated it. The Bengals took this game is what I think. I mean, 10 points in the fourth quarter is what closed up the game. So I guess my three takes, Bengals are hot when it matters most. The deep, Bengals are hot now when it matters most. Bengals defense shows up. Oh, and I, we are actually one more. Give me one more finger quick. Thank you. Um, Bengals defense shows up when it matters. Jesse Bates and those boys. And then the Chiefs, I just don't think they got the juice anymore. To the juice is not loose in KC. Oh, it wasn't this Sunday. Oh, they don't have that time. feel special. Oh, so now you're going to hold it against them? What are we? Thirteen weeks into the season, I'm not holding it against them. Not holding it against them. I just don't think that they have that guy that they can go to in fourth and twenty three and get it. You know what I mean? To to me, this is more. To me, this is more on the Chiefs' defense because they fell apart. I mean, you know, you put up 24 points. That's a solid shot you're going to win. And they gave up 10 points in the fourth quarter, and Chiefs' defense kind of let it down. But Bengals' offense scored zero, a big old goose egg in the fourth. You're not wrong there. But like like we said, Bengals are hot when it matters the most, and they're hot right now. Yep. Owen. Any thoughts for your Bengals that you so wisely chose last week? I think it was the the home dog dog mentality, you know. 
as like they have over there in Philly. Um, I think Phil or I think Casey was favored by a couple points, and that is just something possessing me because I knew the Bengals are just about the only team that can keep up with the Chiefs' style of offense. You know what I mean? If they were going to play that type of game, if that's how the game's going to go, the Bengals had a still had a pretty good shot. Lo and behold. Casey had it. Now, yeah, nonetheless, Casey had this game until the Travis Kelsey fumble. And what a tone shift. And then Burrow was just like, it, it, he just ate from there. It was all, all his MVP level right there. Now, I don't know if he ends up in any top three voting He should be in the discussion. He should be. 100% but there's, he should be. You know, there's a few guys. You know, you got, you got your Hurts. You got your Mahomes. You got Mahomes, Allen. Burrow, Rogers, Rogers. <laughs> so you, you had a strong, you had a strong couple of options there, but Burrow doesn't even come in before like the Allen and Tua mark. Oh, hundred percent, he does. Uh, I think Rogers no, leads the NFC in no. passing touchdowns, if uh, if I'm not wrong. So <laughs> I just want to make the a NFC in wins. Uh, you know what? <laughs> this oh, is okay. stats, That's baby. Crazy. We're talking stats. Statistical the, numbers. W's and L's aren't stats. W's and L's aren't stats. Nah, stats we don't care yeah. about. Stats with his well, uh, cracked out take of the week right here. Owen, continue. <laughs> how did you? How did you feel about this? Game? Unquestionably. <laughs> Unquestionably. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it was it was truly yeah. I mean, this is the type of game he won in the playoffs. Uh, they went three straight. The last three Bengals have won by three, all in the year. 2022. Kind of crazy how that works out. That is. Bengals crazy. has the Chiefs number, and I think you know you just Chiefs don't want to see him in the playoffs. That's all I say. All right. Uh, anything AFC else on this game? Uh, the only thing I was going to say real quick is the AFC uh, playoff scenarios are starting to really heat up. Yeah, it's uh, AFC is stacked. AFC is stacked. I'm just thankful the Packers are in the NFC this year, and they still have. You think uh, it, wait. You think that the AFC is stacked more than the NFC? We got four teams in, in one division in the NFC who all would be like that shows. I, to half, me, that shows how weak the the conference is. Half the NFC playoff teams are uh, frauds, hundred percent. They have a really fraudulent to them. That's the big frauds. F word that we don't use lightly around here, Jeremy. Who who are the frauds in the NFC? I would say the Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers are the only ones you feel good about, and then everyone else has a little You still feel good about the Niners? You think Minnesota's more of a fraud than a team like Baltimore or like Miami? Well, that's AFC, Jets? though. We're talking NFC only. I'm, com- I'm comparing them to those AFC teams. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was, I Vikings, I 100% yes, um, because there's only the last two, two weeks they've gotten lucky, and they probably should have lost, but they've won. Lucky. I understand there's some there's, there's some uh this is a two thirds no no not no don't even like you don't even have to say it like that it's more of like uh they've won nine games by one score and not lost any of them and uh and then the two losses they got to the obviously better teams they got blown the hell out and that's um, why their their point differential is like not there you know what I mean negative. It's, yeah, it's negative. It's not negative anymore. It's 10, oh, it's not. It was okay. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they must yep. have uh, after it's the 10 now? after the Dal- after the Dallas game. It was really bad. 
Um, but it's ten. Yeah, they're because they've got two eighty nine. Still not very good for yeah. a team that's nine and two or whatever it is at this point. The Vikings are more legit than any playoff team in the AFC contention, other than the Chiefs and the Bills. That's Literally ridiculous. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. But uh, anyways, I mean, Bucks, you still got Bucks, Commanders, Giants who are very fraudulent. We'll and see how whoever... true that is. We'll see how true that is come playoff time, boy. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into for that. Bucks, Commanders, I, Giants. Guys... No, 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 Vikings. Vikings. I'm saying about the Vikings. Vikings. I say they have an element of fraud. I'm not saying they're total frauds because they're ten and two and they refuse to lose a one possession game. But there's an element there that I still cannot trust. Hey, there's only two. There's only two ten plus two ten plus win teams in the league right now, and one of them is for real. One of them is much better than the other. <sighs> one is much better than the other. One is twenty four to seven better than the other. I think it was or twenty seven to seven better than the other. But um, I don't think either one of them is a problem. Like I said, I, I I'll stick to my take. The Vikings are as much a contender as. Anybody, especially in the AFC. I'd say the AFC yeah. is a little bit more – because here's here's what I'd say. To own what you just said about the Giants. Should we jump to these – let's jump to the next Let me get this last takeout. Let me get this yeah. last takeout and then I'm done. Owen, to what you said about the Giants in Washington, what about the AFC it East? Sucks. There's only two real teams in the AFC East, just like in the NFC East. Okay. Yeah. They even out. AFC is just better. I don't agree. I don't agree. I we agree to disagree. We can move on though, Seth. He's taking see, that's the bias, Seth. He's taking the Eagles as like the flag bearers for the NFC. And Time he refuses out. Time out. to believe. I, I spoke solely on the Vikings for like this whole take right here. No, but you're taking the stance because of the Eagles. I'm taking the stance because of the top five teams, three of them are NFC. Jeremy, you're you're is what what's wrong with the world right now? Because everything is you know three? Republican or Democrat. It's <laughs> NFC, AFC. Those oh three God. NFC teams. Those three NFC teams in a one to one beat those AFC teams. How about this? How about let's go to this next game? 49ers Dolphins, since we're on this playoff AFC NFC talk. Let's so go to this next game. You better start this off with Baker's gonna be playing in San Francisco next week. And that would be the worst situation they could have at quarterback. I take Brock Purdy right now. He's looking pretty good. That's all I have to say. Shut up. Shut up. Let's, let's go <laughs> to this game, which obviously uh, we had some some stake in this one. Owen, where did we sit on this one? You and I. Seth, we split. We split on this one. Uh, San Francisco is favored by three and a half at home. And I went on San Francisco. So I'm going to take the W by myself. I love two and on, but I just, like I said, on preview Thursday, there was just something about this 49ers squad. That's scary. Scary. Good. And I don't have to live in fear of them this year because Packers aren't going to make the fucking playoffs, but Jeremy does. So once he sits back down here, I'm going to get his his goddamn take on these 49ers. So that's obviously the biggest question is this Jimmy G stuff. Oh, and I'll give you my quick I'll give you my quick Niners take and then I got to run for a little bit. Okay. I think the Niners are 
other than the Eagles, the West, the best built front line offense and defense team in the league. I would say they're probably two to my Eagles. After that, you kind of have a little bit of a drop off because Dallas's defensive line is nuts, but their offensive line is kind of a liability at times. Oh, so but the problem in San Francisco is going to be if Purdy can carry them. I mean, because yeah, they can run the pistol out of the ball. Yeah, you got Ayuk. Yeah, you got Debo. Yeah, you got tight ends, fullbacks out the you know out the ears. But if Brock Purdy can't orchestrate that offense, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? That's a big that's a big injury at a bad time of the season, especially to think that they're two quarterbacks down now. I mean, shit, Trey Lance goes down, what, week one? And then now Garoppolo in week 13. I think, Seth, I know you, you hate on Baker all the time. I think you have to bring in a guy like that. I know I've seen a lot of people talking about Cam and Colin Kaepernick. I don't think ah, – I mean, maybe bring in both of them. Bring in, like, a Baker and bring in, like, a Cam. I don't know. You know what – could you imagine what Shanahan would do with Cam in the in the goal line? Like, they have the dynamic of that where you got Gam, Cam, who's a fullback, basically, and they can throw the ball kind of okay. Jeremy. And then you got – what's up? Let me throw this out to you real quick because I saw this earlier. I don't know if you saw it. What about the idea, very similar to what Baker did, Matt Ryan asking for his release and Ryan reuniting with Kyle Shanahan – who he probably played the best under in his Atlanta days was with Kyle Shanahan reuniting with San or you know with Shanahan in San Francisco. So probably would be the most ideal of all scenarios, other than the fact that Matt Ryan is definitely cooked. Did you guys watch that Dallas Indy game? Dallas yeah. has got a great defense, though. I'll say that Dallas's defense is pretty good. But Matt Ryan wasn't even getting throws all the way to guys. It's just I mean, at this point. He looks like an old man. Yeah. Let's so how does. about I one-up your but scenario real quick? Let me, let me I, I don't here. know. I, I He probably wouldn't be any worse than Baker. I would take ah. I would take Ryan over Baker. I, to me, I know you guys like Baker, and you were all in on Baker in Carolina, and whew, didn't work out. Seth, I, hey, he's, I not any, he's not any better than Matt I agree Ryan. with you. Matt Ryan would be the best scenario just because he can orchestrate that offense. But, I mean, if you ask him to do anything beyond, like, 20 yards down the field, you're fucked. I mean, Jimmy I mean, G's he, the he same way, he, though. Not as bad. I mean, Jimmy G's got a little bit of arm strength left. To, I mean, throw something to Debo or Ayuk at the end of the game to where Matt Ryan, it looks like he makes more than five throws over 10 yards and he can't even throw it more than 10 yards. I don't know. I – I would agree with you because I would say he's the one that's going to step in, know that offense, and be able to run with it. But there's a lot of moving pieces to make that happen. Um, and I, you got to imagine San Francisco is probably going Baker's young. He's got a pretty strong arm. And I mean, knowing how coaches are, you got to think Shanahan's looking at him, going, "Oh, I can get, I can get Heisman Baker out of him, especially in that offense." Reunite him and CMC. I don't know. I. I would say uh, I'll, I'll one-up your, yours real quick, Seth, and then I'll let you guys stew on it while I'm gone. Um, how about another veteran quarterback getting released from his team and letting him move on to the young guy that they got waiting behind him and Aaron Rodgers separating from the Green Bay Packers. Mute him, Seth. And going over Mute to San Seth. Francisco. Kick him, out. Didn't, Kick him off the tour. Didn't, didn't get the trade, but, hey, it, it still ends up. All right. Bye, Jeremy. <laughs> I just want you guys to just stew on that. I'll be I'll be back, okay? Jeez.
Not stewing on it. Not not even a little. Bit. Uh, I I don't even know what that means. I what he just spoke was not English to me. Gibberish. Um, correct. Absolutely, it was gibberish. Most most of what Jeremy says is at this point. But anyways, <laughs> this game, uh, you know, like like you mentioned, big on the two and on train. The hype came down a little bit. Uh, I mean, he did face. definitely obviously the best defense he'll face all year in San Francisco. Uh, To me, it's like San Francisco's defense and then any other defense you want to throw out there, they're head and shoulders above. You could say Philly. Jeremy could say Philly. You could say Dallas, I guess. Tampa, who's still got a good defense. Um, Just trying to think of some of these top defenses. Patriots, of course. Uh, to me, San Francisco is is far and above better than they they're setting the bar for everybody. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Bosa is probably going to be. You think Bosa is up there for defense player of the year at this point? Hundred percent, absolutely. At three um, sacks on Sunday. He's not. He's not going to win it, but um, it's it, he's definitely going to get that two or three spot for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, Tua didn't look terrible. It wasn't a great game. Obviously, he had a couple picks, first, but he, he first had play, some... First play of the game. Had a bomb. Just popped it sh- off, Trent Sherfield. Yeah, former Niner. Former Niner. Dolphins are filled with them. Dolphins are filled they with really them. They really are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but most of their Wilson, they didn't get anything going, so that really threw everything on Tua, and it didn't uh, didn't really work. San Francisco, offensively, you know, McCaffrey did most of the damage, which you expect against a so-so Miami defense. But I guess, obviously, the question that we're having, that everybody's having at this point with San Francisco, you know, I, I don't think anybody's too worried about Miami. They they played a really good team. You know, they'll, they'll come back. I, I'm very curious on how the East is going to shake out. You just – so many teams are so close. Miami, Buffalo still – Jets had a great opportunity and lost it. Patriots obviously lost to the Bills last week on Thursday. Where did the Niners go at quarterback going? We heard Jeremy's ridiculous takes. The level-headed one here. What yeah. do they do? Is it is yeah. it Brock Purdy? I mean, is it Purdy? Obviously, I don't even know who their fourth quarterback is on you know, for them. Well, they didn't, you know, they didn't really have one. Um, They're going to have to at this point. So it was formerly Kurt Benkert. Hey, maybe they'll be bringing him back to the practice squad. I hope so. Um, So it is going to be Brock Purdy. Um, So Baker has a little bit of a road to go through waivers before he can actually hit the Niners. Um, And you got to think Niners have a few rivals out there. That if there was any inkling that they were going to go after him, you got to think that he'd get sniped. You think if you're Seattle, who was chasing San Francisco, they're like, yep, waiver. Why not? Why wouldn't you throw that in? You put him on the team. Maybe you just camp him. I don't know. I don't know how that I would. If I was I Seattle, I 100% was... would do that. Right. Um, Kind of like fantasy, fantasy managers, right? Um, you kind of get any anybody your opponent might covet 
in the coming weeks up to the championship. Um, the other option here, Seth, is seems like Trey Lance might be potentially healthy in a couple weeks. Really? And they have two IR return from IR designations left. I believe they're saving them basically for Javon Kinlaw. And I fic- I forget the other one. I think it's – is it Ward? The safety maybe? Jimmy Ward? It might be Jimmy Ward. And uh, they're basically just holding on to those. Um, but I think it might be time. It might be time to get uh, get your guy back. It looks like he is – The future, eh? Yep. I mean, it's at this point. I mean, you might as well. Javon Kinlaw to me isn't so good of a piece that you can ride with Baker Mayfield over Trey Lance for it, just so you can have Javon Kinlaw back. Um, yeah, you might as well ride or die with the guy that you chose. So Shanahan came out today, and I think he even said he's like, "Listen, that move would be a surprise to me." For Baker Mayfield, uh, yeah, I, I personally don't think he'd do any better than Brock Purdy would at this point. Just, I mean, maybe with a whole off season, but you know, yeah, right now. As Jeremy uh, texts in the group, Mister Irrelevant is going to be relevant for the next six weeks. How, uh, <laughs> Brock Purdy? That's the man. But maybe, I mean, next week they play Tom Brady, don't they? Yeah, maybe maybe Tom Brady asks for his release and goes to San Francisco real quick. Maybe. Um, what am I trying to say? Baker Mayfield as a like pick him up, proven backup in the league. Whereas we know how often 49ers quarterbacks get hurt. So I mean, Shanahan might just might just make sense to put him on the bench. You know. I mean, you, you have to get league. somebody behind Purdy if you're not going to go after somebody to start. You got to get something there in case Purdy goes down or struggles mightily, then you need something there. Maybe call up Dan Orlovsky at uh, ESPN headquarters. <laughs> May come play a little OC while also backup quarterback. <laughs> emergency right quarterback? Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is probably your emergency quarterback at this point. Well. Just wildcat it for the rest of the year. Can you imagine if they just said we have enough like fast guys, quick guys, guys with that are good with the ball in their hands? We're just gonna yeah. ro- rotate wildcat. Why not? Yeah, Debo back there, Ayuk, CMC. Maybe even throw George Kittle back there. George Kittle's a good quarterback. Yuschik, yeah, man. Jack of all trades, all of them are really. I mean, come on. All right, Owen, we have time for one more. And then we're putting this recap to bed. Where would you like to finish? Bed, huh? Where would you like to send us off to? uh, Maybe just throw out a couple notes, like random games. Uh, Lions, Jaguars. That looked like a brutal injury for Trevor Lawrence. Right when it looked like he was hitting his stride. And, uh, yeah, you don't like to see an ankle snap like that or whatever happened. So... um. He he was back in the game, wasn't he? It looked bad. Was he back in the game? I thought I thought I saw he was back in the second half, though. Oh shit! Yeah, he he C.J. Beathard only threw the ball three times, so Trevor Lawrence was back in the game in the second half. Jesus Christ! He's well. He and you he went through an MRI today, 
but I guess he's trending in the right direction. That's yeah. Well, that's typical typical Lions offense. You know, they they f- freaking explode after uh, a terrible ter- little stretch there that they had. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, did we talk Vikings Jets? We haven't talked Vikings Jets. We at probably all. probably mentioned them a little bit. Uh, do we have to? Um, <laughs> Mike yeah. White threw the ball fifty-seven times. Seth, Magic, Magic Mike, baby, Magic Mike White Lightning, the man himself. Yeah, he. Uh, this was a good game. I saw bits and pieces. It was on the same time as Packers Bears, so uh, you know I was going back and forth uh, during commercials and such. Um, you know, Greg the Leg returned for the Jets. Four field goals he had. Uh, five field goals. Five, five field goals. Five field goals for Greg the Leg. Kept them in this game. Um, I don't know if you saw wild stat line. Jets had 200 more yards of offense than the Vikings did. Ah, uh, yes. Jets had almost 500 yards of offense. Vikings had less than 300. Um, it was the turnovers that killed the Jets. You know, Jeremy can say what he wants about Minnesota. I know how he feels. He does that to rub it in our faces this year, especially. But the last two weeks, Minnesota has gotten awfully lucky with a Hunter Henry touchdown, would-be touchdown, and then Braxton Berrios off the face mask to win the game. To win the game, Mike White puts puts it where he needs to. Yep. And Barrios can't hold it in, and uh, that end of the game. Well, I think the next play, White throws a pick. Truly, end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're no stranger to those types of games in our neck of the woods, Seth. Whether it be the Green Bay Packers or <laughs> this year's, especially this year's Minnesota Vikings. It literally, there's just so many that come down to like this one play could have happened was like inches away from happening and. Whole whole game's different, and that was this this play right here with uh, Barrios just bobbled it. Ball hits hits the turf. Yeah, when I saw it, I'm like, holy crap! He caught it. Vikings or Jets are gonna win, and then they're like, no, he dropped. I'm like, wait a minute, what? What do you mean dropped it? Dropped it. Ah, man, frustrating, frustrating, unfortunate for the Jets who. You know, or trying to get some momentum back. I, I, again, this weird like uh, quarterback benching midseason. I'm not sure. I think they're all in on Mike White. About. I the think team they're all in. Seems to be, and that's just. It feels like too much of a sideshow to me. It's like I think they still would have been better off sticking with your guy the whole way. You think they're better off with Zach Wilson right now? Well. <laughs> I I don't think they are. Times I, with two interceptions. I mean, they're better off with like a rushing attack at all in general. I uh, mean, Zonovan Knight had anymore. a couple big games there. Really, Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight, huh? Zonovan Knight Owen. Okay, remember the name because they've gone just, through running backs like crazy this year. I'm worried that the Jets are just going to play themselves out of the playoffs. That's kind of how I'm watching them play right now. Uh, um, I think you're right. I think you're right. They're gonna fall. They're gonna fall in this division, uh, which is a very close division, like I mentioned earlier, with Buffalo and Miami at the top going back and forth. 
Can you believe it? Like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the Bills were third in the division. Right. Yeah. And I think the Dolphins were one, Jets were two. Yes. And now it's flipped. Jets are yes. third, Bills are one. Yes. Yeah, it's wow. it's a fun division. The the East this year, NFC and AFC has been fun. So all right. Anything else to add? Otherwise, I think we'll close up shop for this one. Close her up. Oh righty then. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the fastest 60 minutes in sports. You know what that means. It's time for a little top five A and B. Are you sure you're ready for this, Seth? Are you ready for the correct list? Obviously, Jeremy's not back yet. He's doing his fatherly duties as father of the year would. So we'll get his list when he returns. But in the meantime, Owen and I will share ours to prep him. Jeremy likes to go last anyway, so it doesn't surprise us here. He does a little Owen, bit me. Who wants to go next? Who wants to go first, I should say? Who wants next, to start it off? Next first. First next. How do you uh you know scale one to ten? How confident are you feeling? Um one to ten, I'd say an eight. To me, there's five teams that are a lock. And then the sixth team you can interchange depending on how you feel. I'll go. I can start off. Okay, let's hear it. First off, Seth. Is the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, you did it. You mentioned this to me earlier. And um I didn't necessarily disagree. I was just, you know, you said it out loud, and it's like it doesn't sound right when you say it out loud that the Niners, how dominant they've been looking. Don't don't sneak their way in, however. It's just kind of the state of these other teams. And the only kicker for me is uh Brock Purdy. We'll see. Maybe it works out. But for this week, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to edge another team over Brock Purdy. That's all. And that team that I'm edging over Brock Purdy is MVP candidate Joe Burrow in a big win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Five. All right. Uh, Bengals are 5B. Correct. Oh, okay. So Niners are first out for you. Correct. Okay. Got it there. Got it. Yep. Okay. Just just left off. Barely, but they're off. Number five, A. Is a team that I'm just like, I almost get confused of where to put. But then I think a lot of that, like Jeremy had mentioned, a lot of that media reception is boosting these guys to be the Super Bowl favorites. Um, that is the Dallas Cowboys who beat the Colts. They beat the Colts 54 to 19. Okay. They're yeah. The Colts. What do we? Hey, cool. Prime that's time a win. Colts team. That's a Colts team that beat the Chiefs and nearly beat the Eagles. Owen. Okay. Just, just remind yourself of that. The fighting Saturdays, of course. Yep. We know what the Colts are. Okay. They're, they were fun. They were fun every other week or so, but. They're not a good team. And uh, the only thing that the Cowboys have going for them 
to maybe uh, boost their status in the coming weeks is they have Texans and the Jaguars. So they they're pretty much you can pretty much lock them into the W column and hope that some of these other top teams take an L or two. Um, but right now they're they're setting up to be eleven and three coming into a big week sixteen rematch with them Philadelphia Eagles. It's coming, Seth. And that's gonna be that might be game of the year. That might be game of the year. Most hyped of the year, might be a hundred percent. Is that a Sunday night game, Monday night game, or is is that prime time? It's got to be. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Oh look, uh, oh, and I just want to throw this. No, no, I'm gonna wait. Just kidding. Continue, okay. continue your list. Number four. Didn't think I'm ha- I'd have him this low during the season, but it's a big loss. It's. Let me come back to the Cowboys because I looked it up. Uh, I don't know exactly. It's Christmas weekend. I don't know how the schedule is shaking out, but it is the 3.30 game on Saturday afternoon. I don't know if majority of the games are Saturday or a few. Saturday. Most are are Saturday. Okay. Yeah. There's one. It's like Thanksgiving for Christmas where it's one per time slot. And the Packers got lucky, yeah. They're the lucky uh, Sunday afternoon game, right? So – I believe so. A lot to look forward to there. Could use a nice Christmas present. That's all I know. Well, it would be nice, but nevertheless, Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs are my number four. They belong up here, but it's a loss. You kind of, you know, whatever. Chiefs uh, are four. Chiefs are four. Hey, they took a loss. Look, it's one game. It's going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're in the top four. It's a very crowded top five. That's all I'm going to say. It is. It is. You're not wrong. I think there's You're one. You're not wrong. And then there's four. There's the one, and then there's four teams in the middle there that are just. You think so? The hell huh? you want with them. I do. I do think so. Okay. Comes back to my number three. That is the Buffalo Bills. What do you think about that? Uh, I know where you're going with this, Owen, and. I'm disappointed, <laughs> but I I get it. I get it. You're on the Jeremy train. I see. I just basically called my number two team fraudulent. Yes, and they're number two. Yes, because I can't. You know, I can't just rely on my eyes the whole time. They they're ten and two. You know, I have to put the Vikings in the top three. You don't have to. You have you to. did. You don't have to, but you did. The pod has to. You also put the Kansas City Chiefs at four. Yes. Because the Buffalo Bills exist. Yeah, the team that you forgot about last week. I did forget about them. Hey, I was in the middle of some heavy work, okay? And I tried to just rattle my rankings off quickly. And, you know... It's going to happen from time to time, okay? Um, like, I would have excused you if the Vikings were left off. But you left the Bills off. Well, I, I'm not leaving the Bills off this time because the Bills, with their win and the KC loss, have jumped from the number five seed to the number one seed in the AFC, just like that. Stunning. Stunning how the AFC is shaking out. 
Um, yeah, so give me the Bills at three. Vikings two. Again, they're ten and two. They got beat by the Cowboys and the Eagles, two other teams on this list. Um, it's a pretty good spot in the power rankings, I would say. Now give me the Eagles at one, who are clearly the most complete team in the NFL. Nothing else needs to be said. And Seth doesn't need to be bagging on my rankings anymore because I think I feel pretty gosh dang good about. Um, oh, and let me say one thing. Oh, boy. Your teams are right. Your order is wrong. Well, it will be now. It will be now. Uh, all six teams, we matched up there. I'll say that. Good. I'll say that. Let me start at the top and then start at the bottom. Actually, let me do this. What was my that? First out. <laughs> my first out, I'll explain. My all first right. out is... The Dolphins. Oh, sure. They were probably, I think there were three for me last week, four. I They, they didn't get embarrassed by the Niners because it was close until the fourth quarter and a couple turnovers really kind of sealed the deal. But uh, that that's a big loss. That's still a big loss to a team that also just didn't make my top five A and B. I had three teams that are were right there. 49ers, Dolphins were one. I'll save the other team for the end. See if anybody else mentions them or not. Let me start at the top just to make it easy. Got the Eagles. Okay? Throwing that out there. Okay. And then I'm going to come back to the bottom. 5B for me. Cincinnati Bengals as well. One of the hottest teams in football right now, as we've mentioned a few times, they took the they took the Chiefs uh, back and forth. It was a great game, um, and I wish we had a game like that every week. We don't, unfortunately, but I wish we had some some of the some of those A games. And I, I hope it happens again in the playoffs because uh, it's going to be another shootout, just like Chiefs Bills. You you want to see those kind of games weekly. Just because you yeah. got two high teams, two of the top teams in the league, battling it out. Why haven't we uh, got to see Bengals Bills yet? When's that matchup coming? I don't know. If you want to, if you want to peek that that one, we'll we'll see if we can get it. Divisional round. Five B Bengals. Five A. This is where we shake her up, Owen. I don't know. I think they they've been floating in this spot for a few weeks now. They haven't gone higher than four for me because, like Owen mentioned, they're the big F. Big F word around here. We don't use that word loosely. I have the Minnesota Vikings at 5A. Oof. You're right, Owen. They're 10-2. and two, But the eyes say otherwise. <laughs> I say otherwise. Head to head, Owen. Just real quick, head to head. Vikings, Bengals. Who are you taking? Vikings, Bengals. Who are you taking? Oh, right now. Th- that's they're a, to play Monday Night Football. That is a great question. Oh, you had to throw that in there. I'm, I just, night. you know, we're 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 witnessing a Monday Night game as we speak, 
Saints are up 13 to 3, just to give a quick a little uh, heads up there. Uh just just real quick, Vikings Bengals. If they were to play. Uh head to head, neutral field, no, you know, no line either way. No line. I don't know. I don't know what it, I'm sure you're saying you would pick the Bengals. 100% I would. I might pick the Bengals by like a half point. Yeah. I it's not so much an indictment on the Vikings because I I know it makes it sound like the to me the Vikings aren't a, a good team. They're a good team. They are. They're they're 10 and 2. You don't just fall into 10 and 2. But they've had like you've mentioned they're 9 and 0 in these one score games. You don't have a little luck that runs into that. And I mentioned it the last two weeks. They've easily could have lost both of those games very, very easily. They've had a few other games like that this year. I, I, Bengals are one of the hottest teams, too. They have an offense that's very hard to stop right now, and I don't think many teams could. be interesting to see the 49ers-Bengals right now because the Dolphins were the hot team and the hot offense, and then they went into San Francisco and got pressed by that 49ers defense. I did just want to mention that we will see Bills Bengals this year. Nice. January 2nd. Nice. Bills at Bengals. Yeah, that'll okay. be Monday night football, by the way. Beautiful. That's good. Good. Monday night football. All right, let me let me get through the rest of my list now that Jeremy's returned. 5 or so 5B Bengals, 5A Vikings, 4 the Dallas Cowboys. How simply about them Cowboys? Be, simply because of the win over the Vikings? Uh, no, I just think Cowboys are more – to me, there's – if I were to give you the most complete teams in the league, three most complete teams in the league, it would be Cowboys, Bills, Eagles would be my three teams. I know Jeremy's going to hate this. I didn't I'm like what order you put that in. I, that wasn't no particular order. It was just three. Was that teams. alphabetical order? Because I mean, you got the Bills and the Cowboys in wrong spots there. But if no, you did I think it, it was order, one, two, three. I don't think that Seth. I think you should relist that. Anyways, <laughs> to me, the Cowboys have the right now. Week thirteen, they might have the best one-two punch in Zeke and Pollard in the league. I'm just waiting for his facial reactions to start popping off. I was waiting for it. Um, uh, Cowboys are just right outside of these top three teams, but, man, that is – and I've said it all along. I'm going to continue to say it. Dak Prescott on the field, that is a different Cowboys team and a stifling defense. Oh, and I I, I wanted to interrupt you earlier because we were talking Cowboys. Right now they're third in offense and third in defense. That's a complete team. That is a complete team. That's a complete team. Bills are probably the only other one that's top five. Uh, Eagles probably are top five in both as well. That's why I said those are my top three teams. Complete teams. Number three, I have the Chiefs. Knocked them down. They got the loss to the Bengals. Who, Like I mentioned, I, I'm not going to put too much on that game just because I think Bengals are one of the best teams right now, hottest teams. But uh, like Jeremy mentioned, they weren't able to close that game out. And that comes into question against these better teams. The Bills, they don't have a Tyreek that can blow it out the door. Um, 
you know, MVS is good, but he's not Tyreek fast or Tyreek good. So that comes into question in that defense. Casey defense is not up to the standard of of the of the you know the Bills. I'm trying to think of some other top AFC teams. Bengals defense is kind of similar work. Um but to me, the Bills are the class of the AFC. They're two. And then the Eagles won, like I mentioned. So Bengals, Vikings, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. Jeremy. That us. Two. Our, our Kool-Aid mix. To help us finish these rankings. He is the flavor. He is the flavor flav. What flavor are Kool-Aid? we today, Jeremy? Watermelon. Watermelon sugar high. What's the fa- what's the what's what's the best Kool-Aid flavor, Seth? You know, I haven't drank Kool-Aid in quite a long time, but grape is probably my favorite. Grape. I, think... I, I, I I've always been a sucker for like grape flavored juices or sodas or whatever. Like the grape Pop, what was that? That was that a Welch's thing? I don't even know what that was. There's, I love that. Stuff. Watches. Yeah. There's also, um, you know, Fanta. While we while we wait for Jamie's crush. return. Oh, crush. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Crush. That's what I was thinking of. Um Bucks punt, I think, are going it's fourth down, heading into the fourth quarter. They're down 13-3. So that does not bode well for our only juice of the week. Nope. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Nope, not doing well. Should have known. It's the Saints. It's the Saints in the box. Yeah, the Saints, one team that Brady has struggled against the yeah, last few years. Of course. Which he's obviously struggled way more this year than he has the last couple. But Saints seem to have the MO there. Jeremy, are you ready to reveal your top five A and B? The listeners are patiently waiting. They are at the edge of their seats. I think I'm ready. <laughs> okay. I think I'm ready. I just have to fill in. Wow. I think I'm ready, everybody, to hold you here. My four spot is my problem. Well, let me help you out. You know what? So then his five spot is what he means. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to differ from the list. I'm going to differ from the majority. You ready for this, boys? You're a true maverick, Jimmy. Somebody (laughs) got to do it. Uh... Somebody got to do it. So I'm trying to stay similar to my list week in and week out, okay? I have had damn near the same teams every week since I think it was week nine. Um, I have the same lit. I have the same teams. My one team off from last week is now on. And my three spot dropped to my six spot. My six spot dropped to my team off. So, Coming in 
at one off the list. I am not so two off, off the list. Technically one off the list because we go six, top five ADB. My one off after the absolute slacking. I get what you did there, Owen. Technically two off. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> Technically two off. Because here's the deal. My list is never accurate. No, it it's never it's never right. But it's I'm just glad off. you admit that to yourself. It's never it's never fully correct. It's just a hair off, is what I'll say. Just by a wee wee hair. Um in the two spot off, as Owen calls it, I have the Tennessee Titans. I am a believer in the Titans. They just ran into a buzzsaw, you know. The team that will not be mentioned in this rankings right now because I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. No, but you're pretty superstitious at this point. They are <laughs> just one off. Um, I'm going to make a quick adjustment real quick. All righty. Coming in at my sixth spot, we have that team in Florida, the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know – Wait, this is your sixth spot now? This is my sixth spot. So you just swapped Tennessee for Miami, or Miami for Tennessee? Miami was in my sixth spot. Um, I would, Tennessee's been off. I had to figure out who was my five spot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep, these two were set. I had to figure out the other one. Miami was on a one, two, three, four, five game win streak. Wasn't really tested by anybody. The closest test in there was funny enough the Bears in a 35 to 32 dub, but they took the, the lopsided L2, the 49ers, who were my team in question. I was debating who was going to fall into the five spot. Man, and I'm still not. I got two teams there. I'm going to have to pick. You're going to have to right now. I'm going to have to pick as I get Shot to clock's it. going. Shot clock's on after I hit this this fadeaway jumper with the Dolphins. But, yeah, they're my sixth spot. Um, I think they've got they've got a good chance to right the ship with the Chargers because the Chargers, I mean, as everybody's talking about fraudulent teams, the Chargers, the Ravens come to mind, you know. The Ravens, the Ravens aren't beat up like the Chargers. I, they are a little bit, I guess. The Chargers are just – Well, they might be up. now with Lamar out. Yeah, no, now they are, but uh, not – through and through this season, but I mean, the Dolphins got a get right game at the Chargers in LA. Then they come all the way back east to the Bills in what might be 10 feet of snow, which I wouldn't bet on the Dolphins then. And then they go to Green Bay. That's a, that's a dub, right? That one's easy. Noon in Green Bay. Duh. Duh. Right, Seth? Duh. Of course. Easy dub for Green Bay. (laughs) What I will say though is, the, the closing segment of this season for the Dolphins is going to tell us what the Dolphins are. And, hey, they might go from my three spot two weeks in a row to my six spot to my two off. I don't know. We'll see. Because they go Chargers, Bills, AFC East rival, Green Bay, Patriots, AFC rival, and then at home at the Jet, with the Jets. So, I mean, they've the AFC is going to be decided in the next six weeks or whatever. So, anyways – all right, my Dirk fade's done. Oh, and the shot clock's out. I have to make a decision. Let me just look at the two of them real quick because I am not decided. Man. <laughs> Gosh. Jesus Christ. What's the first one that you have written down? 
It's a trophy emoji. Does that help you? Uh, it's not the box, I hope. It's a trophy emoji because it's the closest thing I can get to gold. The, the Rams. Gold. There's a, there's a Ram emoji. These oh, teams are both on. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. They're both on a four to five game win streak. The one, I mean, they're both. High. I mean, Cincinnati. The one you're gonna say is the Bengals. Ooh. Ah, I'm a trailblazer, boys. I'm sorry, I got to do it. The San Francisco 49ers are my five spots. Um, I am a true believer in line play, and that team in Cincinnati is not, but I am. Give it to me, Shanahan. I'm going to – Owens, he's fed up. He's had enough. He's not in on Mr. Relevant. He's shutting the TV off. He's unplugging it. He said enough, enough. He might be twisting a cat's head off right now. I get that because mine just attacked my Christmas tree. That's why I had to walk away for a little bit. You know, Owen, I'm going to buy you some time. That cat right there was chewing on that cable. I would bet my bottom dollar on it. And Owen said, hey, damn cat, I need you to get your mangy ass out of this room. Because I'm trying to finish the Bucks game. It's not a good game, but it's a game, and I'm going to watch it because it's Monday. I've night. enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. <clears> and you know what? Fuck that cat, Owen says, but he's back. Anyways. Oh, and I just, I filled in. He, Jeremy just Fuck narrated that, that entire thing. I really did. Because, oh, and my cat was attacking my Christmas tree before my list started, and I about just tossed her out in the garage to freeze. But, anyways. I'm gonna go with the Niners because, like, I, I just want to give everybody a disclaimer: we don't condone animal abuse. We don't on this condone podcast. cat violence nor animal abuse. I wouldn't have done it, but I would speak it, but I would not do it. We just think about it a lot. Yeah, that will <laughs> better. She better stay out of my tree, and Owen's cat better stop chewing on that cable. But anyways, correct. Um, I'm gonna go. You're I'm 49ers. Gonna go, I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I. Because um, who was the, the defensive lineman on IR? Help me out here. Kinlaw. Kinlaw, yep. They get him back. I mean, that defensive line's a nightmare. I mean, realistically, you got Bosa, who's in the uh, defensive player of the year conversation. Not probably the guy, but in the conversation for it. Um, the quarterback position is the problem, obviously, here. But, I mean. Owen, I just want to um, just want to update you on something I read earlier. I don't know if you looked yes. into it. Speaking of the 49ers, Trey Lance will not be returning this year. That oh, was announced, Owen, though. Owen, you did mention that earlier. I did Shanahan, do that as well. Yeah, Shanahan came out earlier today because they asked about it, and he said he will not be returning. The, the comments that have been made at quarterback, I don't know if you guys got my text. I sent you a text as I walked away. Yes, I did. The three I saw comments that. made. Um, they're not bringing back Lance. He's He's done for the year for sure. Owen, you made the comment, uh, the Baker move would be a surprise to even Shanahan. Um, it wouldn't be a surprise to me because, I mean, bring him in as a backup. I mean, it's an arm, you know, whatever. That's Yeah, that's what I mentioned. And then the other comment made, and I'm pretty sure it was either by a former staffer or player. I can't remember who said it. it might have been Richard Sherman. They said that Brock Purdy has been going up against the best defense. I don't think it's the best defense, but the best defense in the NFL all season on the practice squad, uh, you know, for practice. So he's he's ready. He's tested. Um, they've got five weeks to prove that, and the Buccaneers is a test, a, a good test of that because that defense, when playing up to snuff, is is the a good defense or a top five defense. So I think they're just going to roll with them. 
I think Shanahan is one of those guys that thinks he's going to be able to get it out of whoever. And I think they're going to roll with him. I mean, you got the offensive line and weapons to kind of make it work with just about anybody. I would say, hey, Baker's out there. He's a free agent. Whatever. Bring him in. Have him have him as a backup. Because what happens if Purdy gets hurt? You know what I mean? Then what do you do? Then do you go to Kittle as quarterback? Do you go to Debo? Is Debo not going to just catch the ball, but run the ball and throw the ball? Is that the QB of the future in San it's, Francisco? It's the Wildcat. It's the Wildcat. Yeah. Wildcats. It could be any one of the five at any given time. Oh, and you and I know about Wildcats, that's for sure. But what I will say, the the San Francisco 49ers are my five spot on my top five A and B. I'm a believer in line play, and I'm going to keep them there. Um, that might change drastically next week, but we'll see. Coming in at the four spot, we have that team in Texas, not named the Houston Texans, um, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, this is what I'll say about the Cowboys, gentlemen. That defensive lineman is that defensive line is legit. Micah might be the best defender in the in the league. He might be. Um, the thing about the Colts game is, Indy kind of played right with him and almost owned the game for three quarters. And then Matt Ryan just realized, I'm 105 years old. And my often my arm and shoulder is 210 years old, and I don't throw the ball very well. And you know, it just. Turned into Dallas. I mean, what was it? A fumble recovery for a touchdown, a pick for a touchdown, and then a punt for a touchdown or something crazy? I mean, it just – literally that game through three quarters looked like Philly, Indy, and then all of a sudden Jeff Saturday and the squad just doesn't play on Sunday. So really go. got out of hand fast. It, it, it got out of hand really fast. And, I mean, that's what the Colts are. So it is what it is. Um, I can't bring the Cowboys up any higher because it just snowballed super fast. I don't think that's the point disparity between it's these two teams. Because it's the Cowboys. No, I, I think I think the Colts are a decent team. I don't think they're what thirty something points different th- than the Cowboys. I don't think they're that big of a difference between these two teams. But um, I just want to remind Jeremy and the listeners and Owen. That the Cowboys are one of two teams, because I looked it up, to be top five in both offense and defense. Eagles Eagles were just out. The Bills were the other one. Eagles were just out. They're seventh in defense. Are you going off yardage points? What are you going off of? Points. Going off points. Points. Yardage, I think the Eagles were a little bit higher. I'm going off points because points, that's, that's what matters. You know what? I'm not going to debate that right now because – I'm pretty sure it's wrong, first of all. But, hey, we're talking about my top five A and B. That's never fully correct, but it's a list. So, anyways, Cowboys coming at the four spot. At the three spot, we have that team in, what is it, Missouri they're in? Am I right? Do they play in Missouri? Oh, and help me out here. Well, I think Kansas City is right on the border, so half of it's in They do play in KC, though. I mean, in Missouri. They do play in Missouri. That team that plays in technically two states. Anyways. Uh, Big Red and the Fighting Chiefs, love them. They are coming in at my three spot. I don't think you can take them out of the top three. I just don't think you can. Am I right? Jeez. You're right. They, they Absolutely. They're top three. What are you I ta- mean, I guess they would be four for you, but top three, they should be. I don't know what you're talking about with that. Yeah, they're spot. literally anyway, your four spot. What is this? You can't take them out of the top three. What kind of... Crap narrative is this? Is this like the Twitter files all over again? Elon what is, is this going guy talking about. Elon Anyways. Musk is going to expose you for what you are. 
And that oh, is and you're a, exposed because this is my list, and I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, <laughs> coming in at the three spot, we have that team in Missouri, the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe a two-state two, 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 two team? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Denver Broncos, they technically own the Dakotas and Montana, too. So that's the New York Giants and Jets. Are actually New Jersey because the New York team is the Buffalo Bills. Who comes in at my two spot? Um, And you know what? Seth, X is going to give it to you because at the one spot, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Who are the second best record in the NFL? Who are not a fraudulent team? Who are 100% the real deal deal Holyfield? You're a hater. The guy down here in my broadcast is also a hater. The Minnesota Vikings. I'm at my two. I'm at my two. Owen, you know what? Your list might be the most accurate. Seth, your list might be the most wrong. I don't know. It could be mine too. I don't know. I'm 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 just going off the numbers. And to me, when we're doing these top five, I look at the most complete teams, the most well-built teams, the teams that are going to, Succeed all year long. Dallas might be number two next week. Eagles might be off the list. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a interesting list. Um, you know, Seth, your numbers, I'll have to find the screenshot, but the numbers you game on defense, I'm pretty sure are not correct. I, I'm looking at it right here. I'll pull it up again just to just to prove a point. Eagles are currently seventh in points allowed um, with 226 total. They're second in offense. Cowboys are third in offense, third in defense. And the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, who might be should, maybe number one for me, probably should be. They're not. Number three as well in offense and number four in defense. You know what? You're right. The two top scoring teams are not in the top five in points against because for some odd reason – the Denver fucking Broncos are set, as if they matter. Anyways, to continue on with my list, the Minnesota Vikings are number one. Like I said, Owens' list, probably right. The podcast will prove it, if it's right or not. But <clears throat> the Minnesota Vikings are the real deal. Seth, you're a hater. Owen, you're a hater. It is what it is. They, they well, win when it matters most. Cool. Their defense shows up when it matters most. They have two very ugly losses on their their schedule. They also have a couple very big wins on their. I mean, they and beat many very lucky ugly wins. wins. I am a true believer. True believer, and Justin Jefferson. That's about it. True believer that you just have to stack Ws at this point. That's it. That's all that matters, especially in a year like this year. This year reminds me of 2017 when my Eagles won the Super Bowl for many reasons, but this reason for sure. That year, Owen, how many times do you think he said that this year? That's a good question. I would I'm like not. to see that over-under. maybe 10. Over-under 7,000 times. I think the over-under would be seven, and I'd be taking that over. I'm going to oh. go with the over-under is somewhere around 17. I don't know if you guys get the wordplay there for 2017. Anyways, um, I just I feel like I've heard the word 2017 or the number I should say many 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 times this year. Seth, don't be a hater. All I'm going to say is <laughs> the 2017 season reminds me of this year, and I'm a true believer in hey, you just got to collect wins. That's it. 
Right now, it doesn't matter how the wins come because you know what? If for some odd reason the Minnesota Vikings go on to win the Super Bowl, nobody's going to go back and go, they lost to the Cowboys 40-3, to though. They lost to the Eagles 24 Yeah, that's just not going to happen. They're just going to go back and go, those motherfuckers won the Super Bowl 2022, whatever. But anyways. Yes. They are. Well, I mean, of course, it is not necessarily a hot take to say that wins matter at this point in the season. Yeah, it doesn't matter how they come. Um, just as long as they come. That's my point. But okay. when we're talking, okay, well, when we're talking about the best teams in football, most complete teams in football, Vikings are not one of them. Good teams Seth, win, great teams cover. That's all I'm saying. Seth, you know what matters right now? Wins and losses. You know who's got the second most wins in the NFL right now? Say it for me. Uh, Owen, let's get the <laughs> let's get the pod list, shall we? To recap sure. my list. To recap my list. Because Seth can't handle it. We have the Minnesota Vikings at the one spot. Is it accurate? Probably not. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. The number three team, the Kansas City Chiefs in Missouri. The number four team, that team in Dallas. Number five team, the 49ers. That's subject to change. And coming in at the sixth spot, we have the Miami Dolphins. That puts our rankings. Because you're going to need it. My one-off is the Titans. The Bengals were my team that was also – they're technically my one-off. The Titans are my two-off. <clears throat> well, you get it, Owen. He just games the system, Seth, because we're really only supposed to have one one-off, and then he not only gets to have two, he gets to have three. Jeremy technically has three. <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy does what he wants. Jeremy it's like is playing basketball. Own... Every time he scored, they got two points and we got one. So technically we got happen. three points, you got none. But anyways. <laughs> the list. The list. The one list to rule them all. And this is it. Now I'm not sure the this Bucks Saints game is really gonna affect anything. I don't think any of us had, had the Bucks um, in our top ten, maybe. It maybe won't affect our list. Jeremy did. Story. Jeremy did a few weeks ago. Foolishly, I'm not sure what. He I was haven't had at. the Bucks. I don't think since you had it a few weeks. It was before Thanksgiving, but it was a little bit ago. And I'm like, I, was, I have the we records. Were, we have. Ever we were questioning the Bucks. I had. I think we might have to put the Saints in the top ten after this week. That's gross. I haven't had the Bucks on here since week, according to this, four. That's a lie. Oh, and according to my records. No, I definitely remember it recently. I, I, there is some missing probably, probably as an honorable mention, but um, regardless, <laughs> the podcast list goes as thus: the Philadelphia Eagles as a unanimous, an unofficial unanimous, but a unanimous nonetheless. Love Your it. number one team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two. By a hair, the Buffalo Bills are your number Bills are two. team. Yes. As How it should be. As it happen? should be. Because oh, of the, because of the hater. Should be. Because of the hater sitting next to you on the screen. So the Vikings uh, are three? Yeah, the Vikings. Seth had the Vikings, I believe, at his five. And uh, that brought him one point down. Seth successfully sabotaged the podcast rankings. Oh. This might be the first week that I sabotage the podcast rankings. No, 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 not like I mean, you're you would, you know, that seems like a Seth goal to do is sabotage. Oh, 
However, that bills, I need to have the bills at three to fix this? Bills just over the No, Vikings. we're not changing it. You can't change this. We're moving on. <clears throat> bills Vikings, just over Vikings the Vikings. Vikings at three is already too high. In this, the podcast. We'll listen, the podcast rankings are speaking to my fear of the the fraudulent side of the Vikings because the Bills don't necessarily have that. They just have injuries and some low-level Josh Allen play, which is not a consistent thing from him, so I'm not worried. I am worried about the Vikings. They're at three, and I like the spot. Um, I think I had them at two myself, but still. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs, of course. Of course, they stay up number four. Just a couple of points behind. A couple of points behind them, we got the Dallas Cowboys. And that's kind of your top five. There's a lot of different ways you can go with it. Eagles feel solid at one. But the Cowboys are at number five on our podcast rankings. Five. Wow. That two through five, though, however, is, is definitely very interchangeable. Number six, we got the Cincinnati Bengals, fresh off a big win, coming As it back into be. the scope. As it should be. Number seven, we got the 49ers with a single mention. Single official mention, I should say. Um, number eight, we got the Miami Dolphins. Number nine, the Tennessee Titans. And number 10, I'll leave up to you fine folks. So this is the one team I was waiting to see if anybody said it. I think Jeremy mentioned them. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, I add here. Big question mark. They're eight and four. They still lead the AFC North. But big questions. I do we know the Lamar Jackson situation? Day to day. Day to day. So yeah, but Huntley's liable. He is. is. I'm surprised you guys haven't given more love to the Ravens as you have in the past. But maybe you're finally on the the Cincinnati Bengal band or the the train. The train. For Seth, sure. I would reference it for me as out currently on the AFC North. Currently. That's bound okay. to change. Out on the Bengals? Out on the whole division that is the AFC North currently, but bound to change, but it will not be changed. You really had to make sure we we knew <clears throat> you were aware. No. We are aware that you're out on the Steelers and the Browns. Uh, I wouldn't be so fast sure. on the Browns if I were you. I would be fast on the Browns putting their balls in the wrong court, but all right. So anyway, um, yeah, they... <laughs> it sounds like I had the Ravens penciled in at the ten spot. Um, looks like Seth agrees. Jeremy, you probably agree as well. Of course, got it. Yeah. All there right, beautiful list. I need on... to make a point quick. I need to okay. make a point quick. Wow, specifically for you, Seth. Get that hand up. Here we go. It's not even recognizing it. Anyways. This is why you just need to gather W's at this point. Going back to the 2017 season, so add it to the tally, the Minnesota Vikings went 13-3. and three. Do you even remember the losses? No, you don't. Uh, they didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Who cares? They went to the NFC title game and got schlacked by my Philadelphia Eagles. You want to know why? You want to know why? The Super Bowl. Pause. Know I ain't why? talking to you yet. Anyways. The, the big three F. losses. The big F. The three the loss losses. of the Saints. The three losses that came in that year to the Minnesota Vikings, two of the three came in the first four weeks. They went win, loss, win, loss. Their first loss was to 
the Pittsburgh Steelers, who went on to be 13-3. and three. They lost to the Steelers 26-9. to nine. Slapped. Their second loss came to the Detroit Lions, where they only put up a touchdown. They lost 14-7. to seven. The Detroit Lions went on to go for 9-7 and seven that year on their way to second in the NFC North, which this is kind of looking like how it might play out this year as well. Anyways, their third loss was to the Carolina Panthers, where they lost 31-24. to 24. The Panthers went on to be 11-5. and five. My point exactly, nobody cares about that. They just remember that the Vikings went on to the NFC title game and got slapped up by the future Super Bowl champions. But anyways. However, point, the fraudulence <clears throat> term is more of the fear once they get to the playoffs. Were they fraudulent they that year, though? Season. 100. They should have lost. I'm not the saying Saints. anything about that year. I'm just saying this because their wins in that year fraudulent. are kind of similar to this year, to where New Orleans is by ten, Chicago's by three. Listen, they're them on paper is what puts them up into the two or three spot in the rankings. The eye test, what I see on Sundays, is what I'm in fear of. See, that's, that's where I, I disagree saying. with you. Is my eye test. Is where I keep them in the top. Justin Jefferson's good, and then the that's rest why of the you wear glasses. How about we? How about we end with some <laughs> trivia, boys? Seth calling me out oh, for my glasses. Anyways, the reason I say that is they have an opportune defense that is led by a lot of veteran players that know how to make the right play in the right situation, which is why they beat the likes of Josh Allen because of opportune defense making opportune plays by veteran players. Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, Zadarius Smith, Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, those guys make the right plays, and that's what wins them games. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, don't win championships. All right. Is that it? Defense does win championships. Seth. <laughs> we end with some trivia. Hey there, boys. Hey. All right. I have two questions, then I'm going to have a bonus for you. A bonus. Bonus time. Bonus. First question, are you ready? Two answers I need from you. Two? Two Are any of the questions about the year of 2017 in the NFL? Uh, If they were, I I erased them. Perfect. Okay, because I'm just looking at the Eagles record that year to continue (laughs) to prove my wins and losses argument. But continue. Geno Smith Smith (laughs) continued his MVP season. MVP Gino continued his MVP season on Sunday. On Sunday, he tied the NFL record for longest streak. Listen, longest streak of 60-plus completion percentage and at least a quarterback rating of 80-plus. So 60-plus completion, 80-plus rating. Uh, 12 straight games. So it's 12 games in a row. He's had at least a 60 completion, 80 QB rating. Tied the NFL record. Can you name the other two quarterbacks who also have 12 straight of at least 60 completion, 80 quarterback rating? Jesus. Two quarterbacks. I go first. Jamie's first. Sam Bradford. Incorrect. Son of a gun. 
He probably has the he probably probably has the completion, but I don't think he has the uh the quarterback rating to go with it. Owen. I think I'm just gonna go with some easy names. And we'll see how wild these answers end up getting. So 12 straight of 60 plus completion, 80 plus rating. Which means he's done that in every game this year. Gino has. Right. Gino has this year, yes. Um could really go a lot. There's a lot of quarterbacks on the table here, Seth. Give me uh just give me Patrick Mahomes in the 2019, the 2018 MVP run, please. Ooh, that's a good run. Good name drag. Good name drop, I should say. <laughs> drag and drop. <laughs> drag and drop. Yep. Uh incorrect though. Jeremy, if you can hear me. As I warm up my Japanese food. My next guess is going to be the man, the myth, the legend himself, who is also cooked clearly, as this year appears, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, unbelievable that you said that. He's far from cooked, and it's ridiculous that you said that. I thought you were going Tom Brady because he's absolutely cooked. Brady's not cooked. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers is correct. Aaron ah. Rodgers is one. Stole your own guy from you, Owen. Yeah, of course. I went Mahomes first, but Rodgers would have been next. Owen. 12 games. They All three had 12 games. Is that? All three had 12. Gino could break the record this week. 60-plus completion, 80-plus QB rating. Hey, Seth, I just wanted to remind you, Tom Brady is sixth in passing yards this year. Yeah, it's because they throw the ball 70 times a game. You're Any, a son anyways. Of <laughs> I mean, I still have three points right now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh they'd probably be two and ten like the like the Raiders if they didn't have a better D or worse defense. Let's go uh let's just let's just go Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees out. He that, did he he did survive that lightning strike, by the way. He's fine. He okay. he did, he did. <laughs> uh, incorrect though. All right, I'm gonna give each of you one more shot. Jeremy, can you steal the question? Can you sweep the question? I should say. Give me. You already got the first give one. Give me the question and again. Rogers. Geno Smith has 12 games straight. I believe 60-plus completion percentage, 80-plus QB rating. All 12 games he's played this year, which ties in NFL record. Two quarterbacks have also done it. Aaron Rodgers being one. Can you name the other one? 60-plus completion. 60-plus <laughs> completion, 80-plus QB rating. I'm going to keep it in the NFC North. Say it. Coupons himself. Kirk Coupons. Incorrect. Damn. Okay. Of course. Are we allowed to ask any questions? Have you given any hints? I have not given a hint. I'll throw out one just to just narrow it down a little bit. Narrow it down the field. 
He only ever played in the AFC. He is not an active quarterback. And he only ever played in the AFC. Well, Owen. Come on. Owen. Come what? on. What? <laughs> Say the name. There could be a ton. There could be a there's ton one, of names. There's one dude that came to my mind immediately. The sheriff? There I mean, it is. It could be. I'm just trying to think. Okay. There's a lot of good names out there. Not active. He prefaced it as he only played in the AFC. He didn't say one team. He said only in the AFC. The value here it is it could have been it could have been one team, but the it's the value here is that's, for how don't long go back on the name. I'm um, not saying I'm not I mean that's not what I said, but it could be only one team. I'm not saying that's what I said. That's what I just said though. Owen. Yeah. I will I stand by what I said, okay? Stand by what I said. I will say paid Manning. Who shot the sheriff? Did you? No, I but I shot the deputy. I think it is I shot the sheriff. It Not is. Who shot the sheriff? It's Bob Marley. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, Peyton Manning is your other correct answer. I take a half a point on that. No, you shouldn't because it was my answer. Yep. It's, it's your fault for helping him. Next question. You didn't even help me. I just knew I had three names and I had to Don't narrow be it angry. down. It should be credit to me for Don't narrowing it down from three names. Joe Burrow on Sunday defeated Patrick Mahomes for the third time in his career. His young career. Third time already. He is 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. Impressively enough. One other quarterback has also beaten Patrick Mahomes three times. Can you name that quarterback? Can I go first? Uh, yes. Owen went Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. He is three and three in his career versus Patrick Mahomes. With, I, I think, a majority of those with the Pats still. Uh, and then it... Uh, that, did it hurt you to, to break that one down? Uh, no, that was actually kind of my bonus one a bit. Um, but I, you know, was able to, I was able to do that one. I thought that one have been a little bit tougher, but no, I don't, I don't miss on Brady stats. Yeah, whatever. Okay, last question. On Sunday, on Sunday, the Green Bay Packers defeated Packers. the Bears. To become the winningest team in NFL history. Jeremy, just think about that, okay? The winningest team in NFL history with 787 wins. Bears are obviously now second with 786. Can you name the team with the third most wins in NFL history? With 713. Only three teams over 700 wins. We have the Packers, we have the Bears, and then we have who? Owen. Can you name this team? Um, Kind of bouncing it around in my head. I had one name come up right away, and I'm just wondering why... Why I shouldn't say it. Um, Just say it then. 
Just say it, Owen. I'm just not sure it. why. I'm not sure why it came right back up into my head. I Owen, just, if you don't say it, I'm, I'm gonna say probably it. talking myself out of it right now as we speak. Honestly. I'm gonna talk you into it like I did with Peyton Manning. Just say it. You know you want to. Which one do you think I'm saying? I'm not gonna say that what you're one. saying. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that one. I want you to know what I'm what you think I'm gonna say. If you don't say it, I am 100 gonna say that team. You don't know what I'm gonna say. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Which one I'm gonna say? Should we say it on three? I don't think you're gonna say what I'm gonna say. I'm positive I'm gonna say what you're gonna say. Seth, I'm saying the commanders. We are the commanders. Incorrect. They Owen. are fifth on this list with 624. Oh, pretty close. We were not going to say the same thing. <laughs> I told you. I told you. That's why I was like, I. something's weird about this one. I This one, Commanders popped right in my head, but I had, you know, if I were to think about it, there's probably about five to, to think about. If I remember right, there is only two NFC East teams that are in the top six. Commanders being five, Eagles being six, if I remember right. Because I recently looked at this. I'm fairly certain the three spot is the other team in Pennsylvania that Seth, when his Packers are down, roots for. Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, so close, Jeremy. Oh, so close. They are number four Damn on this list. Okay. Was I also right about the huh. NFC East part of 657 wins. Don't Philadelphia was sixth. Philadelphia yep. was sixth with 610. I was going to ask you if you knew where the Eagles were. Oh, I'm going to come for... back to you. Number three. We've, we've oh, done the top been... six. We've done the top six other than number three. Oh, and I might have been wrong about the NFC East take, but I know the Cowboys – are not in the top six. That I know. There's my knows for sure. That's my assist. So it could be the Giants is what you're saying. It could be the Giants, and that would actually probably be my next guess. (laughs) They are one of mine. They're definitely a storied franchise that's been good for long portions of time. Man, there's part of me that almost wants to go a little wild. Houston Texans? Yes. You crazy son of a gun, you. That would be wild. Wild, wild west. Owen, so Owen crazy do it. my work. Oh, boy. What do you got? What do you got? I will go. I kind of want to go a different direction, but I'm going to go the New York Giants. The myself. New York football Giants is correct. Boom, boom, boom. I, I will take 713 W's they have. Oh, and I'll, I'll I'll take a half point there, and then we could trade our first points. No, we don't you can have, have to. the Rogers point. I'll take the Peyton point. Deal. No, no, we don't have to. Um, <laughs> so what was it? It was Packers, Bears, Giants, Commanders. Nope, we're missing the four spot. Or wait, were the Commanders? Steelers. Steelers. Steelers, Steelers commanders. Were four Commanders than Eagles. The Eagles. <clears throat> yep. Those are your top six. Very good, okay. gentlemen. Very, very good. Un bueno. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. All right. Did we tie? Did we tie two to two? Probably. I don't know. Something like that. Doesn't matter. Points don't matter. That's the pod.
Is the game over? Do we have a final score? I don't know. I I lost it on two my minute, phone there. Uh, two minute warning. The Bucks did go down and score a touchdown, and uh, I guess they have the ball. I this part I missed. I didn't see them get the ball back. If that's okay, what I'm so it's still a game. Is that what we're saying right now? Just give me one, like two seconds here. Yes. While Owen is pulling up his two seconds, I'm going to yeah. give you the most. No, Brady, Brady is down by six with the ball in his hands, two minutes left. He's wow. going to win the game. Okay. That's the most surprising thing about that. Uh, those win totals is the next three teams after the Eagles, Rams, Cardinals, Lions. Yeah. And you want to know who is six games behind the Lions, Owen? The 80s and 90s themselves. The 49ers and Cowboys. Yep. That's kind of wild. That, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, All but right. the Lions to be there, that's kind of... Well, they, they've been around for a while. They've been around for a while. Well. Yeah, I suppose you got to take into that account whose games played. The Packers and the Bears are 1,400. Nobody else other than the Cardinals is 1,400. That's why I was going to say the Cardinals. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, was the, the one Eagles are two hundred games behind them both. That'll work Man. to do. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, we'll get off. Let you enjoy the rest of this game. Best of luck. Until next time, with a little line is right. Adios. Adios. Adios.